So, Dora, um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to postpone it till tomorrow. Um, so I could go ri- go riding because obviously riding is one of the few bits of therapy I've got right now. Horses keep me sane. I mean, we all yeah. need a thing, don't we, to keep us sane? Yeah. But um, I suddenly thought that if we record this tomorrow, um, it's possible that Trump might have been might have might have lost, and that would be put me on such a downer that it might distract <laughs> me from other things. You'd be down. Um, but also. Also, I just think this we've got so much to talk about in yeah. terms of well Boris's announcement. Yeah. I mean, did you see it? Did you watch him? I watched the announcement and I normally don't. I knew it was coming, right? Because you you see the build up over the course of the, the couple of days. Um and I normally I haven't. Um no, I never watched the press conferences, but yeah, I did I did watch the announcement and you know, again, even though I know it's coming, I still find it shocking. You know, you, you, oh. I still, you, you're still thinking, you know, there's still part of you who's sort of in denial. And the big thing, of course, is that he didn't put any time limit on us. You know, like yeah. even with the first lockdown, although obviously they extended it, it was three weeks, right? Three weeks to flatten the curve. This is um, your lockdown. I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you about the lifting of the restrictions. You'll probably, you know, the, the sun will probably be splitting the ground by then. Um, so don't call me. I'll call you. It's incredible. Again, we keep saying it. It's incredible. Um, I think we are. I mean, the last time with the viewers, we tried to end on a, a happy note. But I think we both knew that that um, things are so serious now so serious now it, you cannot overstate it it's so bad no laura we we must end on a happy note we must <laughs> we must keep I, I keep saying this to people and actually i have been i've been frantically well not frantically but ruthlessly blocking people on twitter or yes. muting them if i if i show signs of them whining like a whipped cur it just it just doesn't do i don't mind people telling me stuff that's that's true pointing me to sources where I I can assess the information. But when people are just saying, oh, I don't see how Trump's going to do it. I just think it's all going to go wrong. I think I don't care what's going on in your rumbling gut. Do you think you're the only person who's nervous? I mean, you think about those you think about those officers in the trenches who grew their moustaches, allegedly, partly to hide the, the, the quivering of their upper lip. Yes, I mean, yeah. I don't know whether it's, whether it's true, but I think that the spirit of that apocryphal story is there, yeah. that, that in ages past, chaps knew that they had to hold themselves together in order mm. that the men, the, yeah. the men that are under their command, yeah. um, didn't see them being afraid. And I think we've yeah. got to be, lots of people come to us now for mm. lot, I, I, I mean, I don't know about you. I, I get so many, so many tweets and comments now yeah. saying this, our podcast, the, mm. the chin wag, as it's yeah. as become, is people's last rock. Mm. And, and, and that's great. I'm really, I'm really glad. A, so, it means that yeah. we're, we're doing a service and B, it means that a lot of people like us out there. Yeah, well, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't do it otherwise. And the view, the the viewing numbers are definitely, you know, very good for a completely organic show, you know. Um, so and I, I certainly, do. I mean, actually, I, I do, for people who are out there, I do appreciate that you keep me saying emails because that keeps me sane. Yeah. You know, I think yes. it's, I will do it then mm-hmm. if you if you want me to do it because, um, 
you know, yeah, you do, you do think it's it's worthwhile. But I also think I do it also because if we, you know, if it, uh, what has in, I was thinking this morning, and I'm gonna write, I'm gonna blog on it later. What ir- irritates me the most about this is how these pro lockdown fanatics have the high moral ground. How did this happen? These pe- we have the high moral ground. They are an abomination of selfishness where they want everybody else, including the children, and we will talk about the children, to sacrifice their lives for, for themselves. And the idea that they have the high moral ground on this it must, be, must be quashed. And this is why we're really losing on this. I've always said, I mean, the numbers are important, but they are not the critical issue for me, is that, you know, when people say, should we lock down, you might as well say to me, um, well, lockdown, yeah, that's from China. Um, do you think we should execute prisoners and sell their organs? No. No, yeah, I, no, I no but that's actually so quite a good... Wait, Laura, that's quite a good way yeah, of... Don't bother telling me, you know, going into the numbers because you've already lost me because it's completely immoral. You know, or saying, do you think we should force women to have late-term abortions? No. No, I don't think we should. No. No. You toddle off now and come back to me with something fucking sensible. So, sorry, I shouldn't yeah. swear. So, um, no, I, just, no, no. You know, I see these people like Dan Hodges and, and the accusation that we have blood on their hands. I'm like, I want to kill you. I want ah, to actually now. kill you and your arrogance. Laura, yeah. at the mention, you, you mentioned Dan Hodges, which is, which is, which is a, a prompt for one of the many um, conversational avenues I wanted to go down, yeah. which is, what about all the people that should be on on our team? Team reasonable, yeah. team team fact, team science. Yeah, all those people. Team moral, team moral. Right. Yeah. Team team moral. Well, but but also team team free market, team oh, team know. limited government, team. Uh, so we've got okay. Th- these 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 were my friends. These were my comrades in arms. People like Chris Chris Snowden of the IEA, who used to come on. You know, I've done a, a, a few podcast with him this this is a guy who's a a libertarian massive massively big on things like freedom to smoke and and and, you know against the nanny state against against sugar taxes and all that what's his job he works for a think tank where Mm -hmm. he has to sit in front of a computer deep diving into the the facts beneath the 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 propaganda the government you know the government government's bloviations yeah you would have thought there would be no better person equipped to do a deep dive on the actual evidence of, of you know, how how dangerous is this virus? Yeah. How lethal is it? Um, mm-hmm. And therefore, how proportionate are the government's measures um, to deal with this this threat? Mm-hmm. Is it? You know, what, what's the cost benefit analysis? I mean, that's what that's what economists do or yeah. people with an, with an economics background. Yeah. So what does he do? He says, uh I now agree with the third lockdown, and yeah. it's not you know, okay. So, so there's him. And then you've got Dan Hodges, who was yeah. you know, I mean, he's he's quite sparky. He's not he's not stupid. Yeah. You've got well, I mean, there's 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 a whole oh, Steve Baker, Steve Baker MP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The, all these guys who are supposed to be the free thinking mavericks are sudden have suddenly gone over to the enemy camp. They've you know they, they've they've left. The monopoly. They've left the the, the the hot gates and they've mm. gone to join the Persian army. And you're thinking, hang on a second, you're supposed to be Spartans. The, yeah. This is the deal. I like you, your you fight yeah. for 
<laughs> you yeah. fight for 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 the future of Western civilization. You don't surrender to the to this horrible Persian mm. fascistic monolith. Mm. But anyway, so do, have you got any theories on this? What why are they doing this? I, I don't like to second guess motives too much, but there's a few things. Like I mean, the the think tanks. You know who who are funding those those guys. You know because you have you have the. At the Adam Smith Institution as well. I know these are people who have issues with with posters being put up saying to pregnant women, "Don't smoke during pregnancy." They that used yep. to really <laughs> yes. get going, but if you literally lock everybody down for an indefinite period of time on dodgy grounds, yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, look, there, I I can't, I don't get their logic. I think one, you have to accept they could be genuine, true believers. I mean, you have to, you have to accept that. Two, they're just afraid, as I said, that if they don't take it, they'll be accused. You know, they don't take this, they'll be accused of being being um, granny killers. Um, three, uh, a lot of them, you know, they don't really have anything to lose, James. I think long term or short term. I mean, you know, day to day, are their lives very different? I mean, yeah, you have to accept that, you know, that they are, you know, they don't get to go to the pub and maybe they don't, they're, they're, they are obviously missing out on things they lose. But I always do the, the big test. They're not at losing out. They're, I assume they're no, there's no drop in income, right? If they're at the think tanks or whatever, they're still getting paid. You're still getting paid for, for, to write for the Daily Mail. So there's no loss that way. They're not losing the opportunity to actually work. Because remember, it's not just the check people want, right? It's the actual ability and satisfaction that comes. And we've talked about this before, you know, with a job well done. It's the actual human dignity of doing the job. They're not bored, in, any, in other words, right? This, this is just another thing for them to pontificate. I mean, you could say the same about us. But obviously, we're not saying everybody else to stay at home and get bored out of your brains. So that's that's the second thing. And I'm afraid as well, if they're not homeschooling small kids, they don't care. They don't care. They don't no idea yes. stress involved. So, you know, no income, no huge day. They still get to work. They still get the income. They're not homeschooling small children. It, it It's just it's not a huge it's not a huge deal to them. But again, I mean, I, I wouldn't rule out the fact that they're. They're true believers. I mean, why a free market think tank has people there pushing neo-communist tools of, go tools of governance? I do not yes. know. But it's yeah. frightening. You know, it's like it's frightening. China have imposed this on us without firing a single shot. It, it's incredible. I mean, well, we, we 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 might come on to that, although that that is that is really going far down the rabbit hole. Right? But I, it's, I don't, it's I don't mean out, they broadens. have, you know, I don't mean that they, they they're following your in, in terms. Western governments are so oh, but they are that they have adopted this Chinese form of governance. You know, in terms of you talk about Pax Romana or Pax Britannia, how they managed to to spread their their values over how uh, that took hundreds of years right china's done it in like a couple of decades and and um you know that's why the viewers should remember this is a chinese tool of governance it is not ethical it is not moral it should be rejected out of hand that's yes yeah. i i can't remember how many lockdowns we've had partly because i think they keep sort of redesignating them so that we don't notice yeah. that you know they call it tears instead yeah. of the lockdowns but I think we're roughly on on the third lockdown, and I, I'd I'd like to dispute 
Christopher Snowden's claim, you know, I was I was against I was against the first two, but I was for the third. I mean, that that's a, a deeply illogical position. I think the, the the first lockdown was more or less tenable. I mean, I I, I like to think I, I wouldn't have gone for it, but but <laughs> but 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 you know, yeah. there was an argument, wasn't there, at the time that this was unprecedentedly deadly. Certainly, the worst since since. No, since, but they, since they, they said it wasn't that deadly. No, I mean, they, th- that's not true. I mean, obviously, mid- mitigation m- mitigation um, uh, techniques are fine. I mean, a work-from-home order, or even if then they had said wear masks, yeah. as you go about your ordinary life, that things like that, that that's all fine. But uh, no, I, I, I will never. I no, never. I sh- I'm, uh, no, Laura, I'm being, I'm being generous to the other yes, side. Yes, I know you are. Really, I, know just, I know what you're yeah, saying. And, yeah. and, and actually... Uh, I, Ivor Cummins is 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 very good on this. He yeah. he, he tells us about how much um, the 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 in in 2019 as late as recently as 2019, the World Health Organization's recommendations for how to deal with a pandemic, and this was this was in the days before they they redesignated pandemic, so that so yeah. it became something much gentler than it was originally. I mean, a pandemic used to mean lots of people dropping dead in the streets, like yeah. like in that fake that fake Chinese video released to propagandizers. But yeah. Um, yeah, the lockdowns were never considered a a proportionate or appropriate response. So you so so you're you're right. None of the lock, lockdowns have been been justified. But this third one is just, as you say, it is cause for a degree of despair, because. I mean, what's actually happening? I'm afraid to say, by the way, I'm very, very cross with Toby Young. Um, yeah. I love him. What happened? So he went on he went on Newsnight and to talk about some free speeches here. Well, I mean, you know, already don't go on. Don't go on BBC Newsnight. Don't the BBC is it's like it's like going on Radio North Korea. You, you it's yeah. it's not. It's not a neutral party anymore. Yeah. It's not the BBC that used to be that used to give us um, animal magic with Johnny Morris and and the magic roundabout. It's not. It, yeah. the, the world has changed. You cannot you cannot uh, impute good faith to an implacable enemy that wants to destroy mm. you. So anyway, what what so Toby talks about some free speech issue and and inevitably gets asked a question about well what about your prediction that there wasn't that there would be no winter spike yeah and toby says something like well actually you know maybe i got that slightly wrong well no toby you didn't get it wrong what's actually happened with this second spike the second wave is that it is an artifact of propaganda you you know and i know and, and everyone ought to know that if you are if you are if you test positive say you've got terminal cancer and you test positive within 28 days of your death for uh, for covid-19 yeah then despite the fact that you've actually died of of terminal cancer what what yeah. what's put on your death certificate is is coronavirus so you become another fake statistic that's number 1 number 2 a lot of these deaths are, are are the 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 standard winter deaths of people with with respiratory infections not necessarily connected with coronavirus they could be they could be flu there are no flu flu deaths anymore i mean that's weird in itself yeah. um if you look at the actual look at the winter death figures compared with previous years we're pretty much in you know on on trend there's nothing 
abnormal about what's going on. So to go on the BBC, to go in the enemy camp and then be seen to be admitting that uh, foolishly that you were wrong when you weren't wrong seems yeah. to me just it's why we lose, Laura. It, this no, is know, why we lose. No. It's not a competition to see who can be the most balanced and reasonable. No, I and, know. Uh, you get uh, some of that. us get it. I mean, I think I think also in that. I mean, I, I look. I it's 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 always difficult crunching the numbers. Um, even if there was a second wave, aren't, aren't people saying, "Oh, but this is because of a new variant that like nobody could predict." Oh, that's know? the other thing. Yeah, Th right? that's the other so, thing I had an argument with Tobes about. He 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 said, "Yeah, well, you know, there, there is a there is a new variant," and and I'm thinking, well. Yeah, so what? It's like yeah. um, if I got my car repainted red, it would be yeah. a red-looking car instead of a blue car. But what would it make to this difference? Would it make to the scheme of things? It doesn't matter. Just because they designate a slight a slight variation, mm. which is what you and I know. I mean, everyone knows this is not this is not this is basic knowledge that that viruses mutate. So, yeah. so normal normal behavior of a virus is being pathologized. Yeah, I know. Yes, I know. exactly. Yeah. Also, I mean, how can bars come out and come out and go, oh, it could be 50 to 70 percent more transmissible? I'm like, OK, you know, I'm not a scientific expert, but I'm pretty convinced that there's a big difference between 50 and 70 percent. You know, that's huge. That's like saying I might spend a billion or I might spend 250 billion. Mm, you're giving yourself quite a bit of leeway there. And like and secondly, I mean, look, I just think they're, they're, even if it is that transmissible, James, it's not, they're not, this lockdown isn't going to stop it spreading. I mean, that's the other thing. You know, it, it's, it's, they're just, they are, the idea that a government can control a virus is, uh, to me, unhinged. It, it's actually unhinged. I mean, if it's that spreadable, it will, it, it is going to spread. I mean, they can say we can slow it down, maybe. But again, I don't even, I, I just, and then, and then, oh, now, now the media are pushing. This is the new line, right? Will the variant be uh, immune from the vaccine? You know, that's the new one, right? So I'm, 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 I'm driving back today, and I just hear, you know, my five minutes of Radio Four just to keep an eye on them. And it, and it came up in the press conference yesterday. Supposedly, the scientists are like, you know, they're talking about their protein spike, and you know, there could be one mutant protein spike that means that it bounces around, bounces around the vaccine, and it's a theoretical possibility. And I'm like, this is the problem we have. Scientists now like, are sitting around and they are thinking up every single theoretical possibility that's going. They're modelers, the modelers, the scientists. This to them is like Christmas, right? How bad a, a scenario, you're frozen a bit, James, how bad a scenario can we actually, can we, can we generate? How much more can we scare people? And I mean, I'm sure there's a theoretical possibilities all over the place. There's, there's nerds in universities everywhere thinking of, well, there's a theoretical possibility that an astronaut could like zoom through the air and, and kill us all, you know, this time next year. But you don't run it on the mainstream media. You've just right? described one of, one of the, the, the greatest, uh, one, one of the, the, the most stupid idiots of modern science. Yeah. The precautionary principle, Ugh. which means that if something might happen, Mm. Even if the chances are, are remote, we must act to ensure that it doesn't happen because yeah. terrible thing. If, if it does happen, it could be terrible. It's, it's crazy. The, and, and, and do you remember early on, I, I disagreed with this from the start, but early on, there were people touting a vaccine as the only way out of this. Yeah. But now it seems that even the vaccines 
are not the way out after all. You know, as you said, that, that they're now yeah. spinning this line that maybe the vaccines won't work on the new variant. And we know already that, that some of these vaccines being released don't even stop you getting coronavirus. They just yeah, they they stop just you mitigate from, the symptoms yeah. slightly. Um, yeah. and, and, and that's that's it, setting aside from all the side effects, which 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 possibly include um, um, infertility. Well, hang on a second. We can't surely be seriously thinking of giving uh, university kids you know, just about to start on, on, on life and then you're going yeah. to leave university, find a partner, get married, have children. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very scared by that. I mean, I think if a single person under under 80, frankly, takes the vaccine, I think that they need their head examining. And have you noticed that you don't get this reported in the papers, but there's lots of stuff going through sort of more um, private channels like on the internet about health workers do not want to take the vaccine. Yeah, I have heard they, that. They're just like, large. Yeah. The, the majority of health workers do not want to go near it. Yeah, and who yeah. can blame them when you've got stories yeah. like that Portuguese woman who died yeah. as a result of taking the vaccine, taking one of the vaccines, I don't know which one. But um, this story is being suppressed by the mainstream media, which is just not doing its job. And when you say that, when you say the mainstream media is suppressing stories, you sound like a kook. But yeah. this is happening now. I know. We've, well, you're going to get your got YouTube to a stage where the kooks are, are are the normies. Yeah, yeah, you're going to take the, you're going to get your YouTube station are uh, taken down now. No, I know. I mean, I just um, uh, look. It, it's it, 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 there's there's a lot of worrying trends. The first of all is this idea. Well, the first of all, the big problem, of course, is we've normalised lockdowns, and they're now the status quo. If we're going to lock you down, you give me a reason why we should come out. The first thing they're going to do then is say, as we're coming up to, you know, February and March. I mean, the fact that we're even just we've just blown up the next eight weeks is scandalous. Yes. But we're going to come up to February or March and then there's going to be like, uh, I mean, there'll be a bit of a push to ease the restrictions. And it'll all be, this is what will happen. It'll all be like, um, there's not enough people vaccinated. And even if they vaccinated all the under, say, 80s, all the under 70, or all the over 80s, all the over 70s, then you'll get, oh, you think people, you think the unvaccinated aren't worthy. You just, you just want them to die. So no, we have to keep, we have to lock down until everybody's vaccinated. And then more and more pressure, as you say, grows on people who have no business getting vaccinated, maybe like teen, young people, people under, you know, 40 or whatever it is. Um, and, and so that'll be too. And then, and then it'll be, um, oh God, yeah, that, we've another mutant train that can, it can beat the vaccine. Sorry about that. Oh, or yeah. you, have to get, you have to get another booster. It's all right. It, it's not completely fatal. But instead, you know, those two shots you have, yeah, you need another two shots. And then another wind, then another flu will hit next next autumn and you know magically you're going to need like another another vaccine like who knows what it could be it could be a money spinner it could be panic that they're just genuinely now want to get the hell out of this um but the the biggest problem to me i has to say as i said you know is this this idea that people are dispen are dispensable you know that you can just lock people down it doesn't their lives don't matter um because we have to uh you know, we, we have to save 0.1% of the population from a virus. Now, this, now people say, oh, you think they're, they're, they're uh, you know, they're disposable. This is, it comes down to this, James. Well, I'm so, I, need, I need my full platform now. And this is why you have these libertarians spouting what they're doing, because they're all atheists. So it comes, I'm afraid, yes. viewers, 
This, to me, is a big religious or conservative split. And I wrote about this today. So, you know your woman, Carol, what's her face? The, the crazy one. Who, who, the anti-Brexit lady. Carol, the cat woman. Yeah. Mad cats. Okay, so yeah. she tweeted something yesterday. She tweeted something yesterday basically saying, um, you know, uh, how can they, how they've made so many mistakes again. They basically, you know, sent millions, of, well, say, say thousands of people to their deaths. So this is the difference, say, between Axe and So her, if, uh, I'm taking the long road, if your view is that government is God, then government can do yeah. anything it wants, no matter what the threat, even if it's essentially a, a, threat, a threat like a natural disaster, like a hurricane or a virus, and a failure to do that makes you morally culpable. Whereas if you're a conservative or a religious person, your first basis is this is not a perfect world where it cannot sneak back to Eden. Some people, some people will die. Governments, you should, you, you should do all you can to mitigate that in proportion. And so these are the test. Government has enough power. They don't have a license to do what everything you want. You have to justify to me why they are acting. A, yeah. um, is it proportionate to the... Oh, no, A, will it be effective? Well, lockdowns aren't effective. Not outside of New Zealand, anyway. So it's not, it fails on that ground. B, even if it was slightly effective, is it proportionate to all the disasters that will go along? It's definitely not proportionate. I mean, uh, in, in any way can you say that the misery this will cause, both like spiritually, mentally, economically, to children's education, is disproportionate? And there were four things. Three... Um, is it actually moral and ethical? No, it isn't. So unless you pass those, pass those tests, you can't take that specific action. Whereas if you're on the left, yeah, yeah. your default position is, we're God. Take, you must take the action and then justify to me why you can't. And that is, that, you know, I don't know if I put it right, that, that is a split. It, honestly, it just amazes me that we have destroyed the government over the, our country over this. It is literally life. I mean, I, I, and I, I wrote on a previous blog, no one is more pro-life on, on, on the website than us. But it's basically the idea that no one can die. And if somebody dies, James, someone's to blame. There's no such thing as a natural death anymore. They are equating dying of coronavirus to basically being not just a car accident, but like, you know, to being killed by your, by your neighbor because they dared to, to live a life. You have blood on your hands. And I think psychologically for the country, that is, that is very, very dangerous. You know, you, like this is a natural occurrence. Me. I'm sorry, but it's a natural occurrence. It, it's not you reminded me of another, enemy invasion. Another thing, Laura. Yeah. Blood on, blood on your hands. Did yeah. you see the BBC interviewed a guy called yeah. Montgomery? Um, who oh. is a he? He's a oh, doctor. In, yeah, works in the intensive intensive yeah. care department. He's a professor mm. of in, intensive care at mm. University College London. And this guy Montgomery yeah. told the BBC, and they put yeah. it out on their Twitter field, yeah. that anyone anyone not wearing a mask, yeah. has blood on yeah. their hands. Yes. Can you imagine what an irresponsible thing that is for a doctor to say, given that the, the world's largest scale study on the matter, mm. uh, the one in Denmark that they tried to suppress, has shown that masks make no measurable yeah. difference, no statistically significant difference to transmission of COVID. So you've got this guy, he's wearing his special surgeon's hat, he's yeah, a professor, no. and he's yeah. stating with absolute adamantine certainty and he's telling yeah. it to the bbc and the bbc are putting out 
to all those millions of viewers they've got. He's saying, if you do not wear a mask, you are basically a murderer. You've got blood on your hands. I mean, he, he could scarcely be more more literal no that, that, than, that's than why the, i said it yeah that's that's different because i knew he'd use that phrase and then the bbc five live ran another interview do you know about somebody tear oh about a doctor saying that the, there are loads of kids dying in a hospital like this that's is, right and then they had to then yeah. some brave pediatrician had yeah. um, said that this wasn't true yeah. and the bbc did a rare thing for the bbc and it sort of modestly retracted yeah. moderately retracted okay. but yeah so the BBC is, is this vicious propaganda machine. Mm. And I, I mean, I, I blame this for causing the environment which made somebody send a death threat to Toby Young, you know, yeah, threatening yeah, yeah. to slit his throat and cut out his tongue. Yeah. Well, that seems to me we shouldn't have surgeons. We shouldn't have surgeons that we pay for in the National yeah. Health Service. We shouldn't have our state broadcaster, which we pay for. We shouldn't have MPs like Neil O'Brien Oh, he's nasty. Pay, pay for. He's, he's nasty. very nasty. Yeah, he's a nasty. I mean, Laura, is it my imagination? I thought the Conservatives were the party of a fair play. I mean, this is you know, traditionally the party of fair play of debate. We, we expect nastiness from the hard left. We expect it from the Scottish nationalists who are basically national socialists. I mean, they're, they're vicious, hardcore political a- activists. But I never thought I would live to to see a time when a conservative MP started sending out messages implying that Bob Moran, the cartoonist, is is more or less a murderer, that Toby Young is more or less a murderer, simply for questioning the government narrative. That seems to be a new a new direction. Yeah, again, because he thinks the the government is God. And for anybody, yeah. anybody who opposes that, the government is God. God can God can control a virus. God can can save you from from death completely. It seems, or our blessed Gen- NHS can. So you know, it makes sense to them if you oppose if you oppose that, you're essentially you know you're you're anti God. You're 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 trying to kill people here. But they don't understand. No, the virus is naturally occurring. The lockdown is government action. The lockdown is what we can control. Not the virus. So go and go and justify the lockdown to me. You know, and then you get all this, the COVID-19 has caused this problem and that problem. No, the lockdown has caused that problem. You know, or he, 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 it's just, oh, it'll be like he died because there wasn't a lockdown. No, he died because of COVID. You know, it, it's, it's really sad, but people die of cancer. People die of COVID. You know, you could be diagnosed with cancer next, the next day. Who, who are you going to blame? But, every, you know, everybody, pe- 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 people blame people all the time. And if you haven't locked down and you haven't sealed yourself in your house and worn, worn a mask on the two times you've ventured out, you, you, you're to blame. It's, do you see what I'm trying to explain? It's, just, it's a really twisted form of logic. You always have to start with what is your, your prima facie, your status quo. Your status quo is we don't live in Eden. Bad things happen. Um, some people will die. Of course, we live in such a progressive society now, like medicine has saved us from so many things, right? But it must be proportionate. It must be moral. It must be ethical. And lockdown fails on all of those points. It it does. But but also, I think what, what, I I want to be optimistic, but this, this really worries me. That evidence that undermines the government's case 
is being deliberately, uh, indeed aggressively suppressed. Yeah. So you've got hospitals now in, in cahoots with the police um, having arrested anyone who takes uh, video footage of empty wards. I mean, you've got you've got NHS staffers either doing a doing a Montgomery and acting like political activists. By the way, that guy, look at his Twitter feed. He's, you know, in deep with the whole Extinction Rebellion crowd. Yeah, he, yeah, he thinks yeah. that the world's only got sort of six months left to live unless we ban fossil fuels and so on. This guy is a political activist first and a medic second. It, it, it's clear, as a lot of people in the NHS are, because it's basically a sort of communistic radicalization organization. Mm. Doctors sort of buy into the narrative that only the state can provide health using a sort of Stalinist health health yeah. model hangover from the end of the Second World War. But um, what was I saying? Um, the, oh, the, 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 the media cover-up. Yeah, the, the media cover-up. So, so you've got this... Um, People being being banned from from providing evidence within hospital. You've probably got people that are scared of losing their jobs within the NHS. You you might get the odd whistleblower, or at least people sort of admitting this is true in private forums. You know, doctors, for example, expressing disquiet over the fact that they're having yeah. to put on death certificates yeah. COVID nineteen when they know it was nothing of the kind. Mm. I mean, you read that piece by Malcolm Kendrick, who admitted to having done that himself, and said, "Look, the bottom line is." the death figures everything else can be manipulated yeah. everything you know deaths can be attributed to covid that aren't but by by a by a doctor's signature but what mm. you cannot fake are the total death figures yeah. and the total death figures are not are not abnormal they're not worrying and yet whenever this is raised the the the, the politicians won't discuss it and the media seems determined to turn a blind eye to it as they're turning a blind eye to stories about about people dying of, of taking the vaccine as they're turning a blind eye to stories about the extreme reluctance of medical people to you know not doctors and nurses to take the vaccine themselves so it's like uh, tell me what the difference between what we're living through now and and the experience of people living in nazi germany or or china under mao or or yeah. the soviet union under stalin it seems to me to be of a piece. Yeah, no, I mean, it's very, look, in terms of what the end game is, it, it is incredibly worrying because, you know, the propaganda machine is just, I've never, as you said, we've never witnessed anything like it in Britain. I mean, there's normally no. always been a bit of it. There's always been bias, right? But this propaganda machine, you know, every BBC, Sky, every single yeah. one of the papers, I mean, the mail now and again, you know, the mail a little bit are, are anti-lockdown, are like, they have been printing stories, crunching the numbers and stuff like that. But pretty much all of them are in total lockstep, something I've never sort of witnessed before, all the radio stations, to first of all, to terrorise the public, um, to manufacture consent for this insane lockdown. And, I mean, the, the, the reference points are so wide I mean, it, the, the end point is either to get everybody to take the vaccine, right, and and then they want to just, you know, get, get or, or either just to, it's just power. I mean, power is probably the more obvious one. And, and we've gone through all the different little, little, little waves they can do. I mean, this, this could go on for years. You know, another way. This could go on um, for years. You mentioned manufactured consent. Isn't yeah. it odd 
I mentioned the people on our side of the argument who failed us totally, and they are many, and, and it is shaming. But isn't it also weird, the people from the other side who are actually of our party, for example, Noam Chomsky. Chomsky, who I always thought of was the kind of the yeah, devil yeah, incarnate. Very hard, he, yeah. He, he totally... He 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 got all along that the media is is just deeply yeah. compromised and corrupt. Or Naomi Wolf, you know the yeah, author of yeah. ghastly sort of woke books that I'd never dream of reading. She's she's um yeah well, <laughs> she, she's up again because you've got Americans fighting this battle as well, you know, and and, and Australians yeah. and we're, 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 it's not just what's happening in our country is happening across the world. Apart from yeah, China, no, I mean, of course. These people can often be be uh, worth reading because their analysis of certain things is often correct. But what you find, again, is usually is that their value system is different to yours. So their starting point is different or their end point, they're different. But their analysis on what's going on is often absolutely fine. Um, you know, of course, there is. Of course, there's a media. There's a media machine going on. You know, I mean, there's no doubt about that. And I, it's very dangerous time now that they have terrorized the public they have manufactured their consent they have gotten themselves you, you know used to lockdown um i think people they just keep paying them right they just keep paying them this furlough money this endless furlough money i think they're demotivating them and um you know they're just terrifying them and and, and people are just people are just happy it seems happy to go along with it, it, it i find it astonishing the level as I said, the level of consent. I, I honestly think if they ran yes. a poll and said, we're going to seal people into their houses and indefinitely detain people who don't wear masks, you'd get a majority of people saying, yeah, that's fine by me. I mean, this no is why, have you, have you watched yet to the lake? <laughs> you haven't, no. have you? No, You've I have got to watch to no, the lake. I okay. started watching it, James, okay? Yeah. And I, I, I can see the attraction, but I just do not want to become emotionally invested in what I know can end badly. And I think I saw there's a kid involved and all that stuff. And I thought, I can't, I can't take, I, I can't take this now. If I'm watching something, I need escapism. So, no, yeah. it, okay, no, but it gets the balance right. It doesn't, yeah. you won't find yourself being so upset that you wish you hadn't watched it. And actually, there are lessons to be learned. There's the, the I, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but, but in episode, episode five, there was this yeah. key scene where. These drunken Russian peasants find themselves rather in the state we are now, where they're they're thinking the forces of the state are not acting ethically, let alone in our our interests. And yet, at the same time, there is this 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 pandemic going around, and it's killing people. Yeah. And there's a discussion with the peasants where they talk about it in much the same way that you, with the same motives that you attribute to the British public. Now, they say things like. Uh, well, clearly, you know, it's perfectly OK to execute people in a hospital, say, uh, if they're all infected, because otherwise, yeah. you know, how are you going to control the disease? But then the peasants, little by little, make the logical leap when they're saying, hang on a second, that diseased person that I think should be executed to make us all safe, that diseased person could be me or it yeah, could yeah. be my friend. Yeah. And the, there's there's a sort of... Um, there's the cognitive dissonance, isn't there, that, 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 that seems to be prevalent among the British public now, whereby um, they sort of, on the one hand, they see the evidence that around them that nobody they know is, is dying. Nobody. And, and no. nobody. 
and no, their children are being denied an education and they've yeah. got their, so they've got their children kicking around their their you know what while they're trying to do get the housework done or, or whatever trying to do their jobs and you've got all these myriad inconvenience i mean like like the woman yesterday on twitter saying my friend is in the is 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 the terminal stage of her illness i so desperately want to go and see her yeah should i yeah and i was thinking yeah do it well, i said mm. i said do it go and see your dying friend what's can you not see that that you shouldn't even be needing to ask this question yeah I know. your friend is dying you will never see your friend again yeah. this is your last chance you're not going to get what's going to happen if you if you share some air with your dying friend i know nothing you might get the equivalent of a nasty cold that's about yeah. it yeah but, so there's a cognitive distance between on the one hand people's realization that well it seems to be nobles dropping dead in the streets and at the same time welcoming yeah. this government policy which is derived from the assumption that this is the deadliest thing ever yeah, I know. I, I don't I think understand it's it. True. I, I think very few people know somebody who's died. I think very pe few people know people who've had it seriously. A good friend of ours did get it, and he he was you know he was he was ill for the two weeks, and he has lost a sense of taste and smell. But he he's with us, by the way. There's no sort of cell. Oh, you don't know how bad it is. Uh, he thinks it's all you know. It's just all ridiculous. Um, you know, if if people really thought it was incredibly serious. Um, you, you know, you would know about it firsthand, but you have to get it from the, the, the news. If it wasn't the news telling you all the time or social media telling you all the time, you, you probably would barely be none the wiser, you know. And have it's you just, ever had the flu? I, do, I don't think I've ever had a flu. I, I've had, you know, because I know how debilitating the flu is and people say I've had the flu and you've had a cold. I've had obviously very bad colds, but I, I don't think I've ever had the flu flu. But, yeah, um, you'll probably get it one day. I, I tell you, I, I think I've had it three times. And, and the, the, the reason I know I've had it three times yeah. is because you remember vividly each yeah. time you had it. Because yeah. you're in bed and you do feel like death. That is the yeah. phrase. That is the, that is the appropriate phrase. You, your, your limbs ache and you, way worse than the, the, the bout of coronavirus. I mean, admittedly, I was, I was on zinc supplements which i'm sure made a huge difference right and stopped right. me getting the worst of it i i mean i think i would have been but but even so it's not look when you get a serious viral respiratory infection be yeah. it be it influenza or coronavirus you feel bad the only yeah. difference between between coronavirus and and influenza is that everyone feels they have a license to tell every, everybody about it I but, know, you, know, I know. you know instantly who's had coronavirus you don't yeah. necessarily know who's had flu I mean, unless you happen but, to pop around know, for drinks what, a few weeks later and they'll tell you I suppose all the hospitals are filling up but then i'm like well why did you close the night again hospitals then i mean what a scam that was they yes. built them for like something like 220 million and then close it and then you go into lockdown three anyway because our hospitals are going to be overwhelmed. OK, well, even if the hospitals are going to be overwhelmed, then bloody well open the Nightingale hospitals and let the rest of us get on with it. Like, it, yeah. it's just it, nothing they say makes sense. That's what part of me thinks they're actually just taking the piss out of you. And they must think oh, they're going to go along with this. They'll go along with anything. You know, he, they could say anything. And and I reckon people were just not along. I, I can't believe the level of I'm afraid some of it is just some of it's just selfishness. Some of it is just idiocy and some of it is just fear. And that's the other thing is that like I think I made myself my mind up a while ago. Like I'm just not going to live my life in fear. 
and you could people could oh but it's not you it's not it's not your life laura but like you know, it, it, what, it, what, you want to hide away forever. I don't take ridiculous risks. You know, I don't go off and do stupid things. But I'm not, I am not going to live my life in fear. And I don't think whatever age you are, you should do that. You know, and I certainly am not going to ask for, for other people to make huge sacrifices because I might get sick, even if it was very sick. I want to put that in my living will now, especially if I'm older. I do not expect my grandchildren to sacrifice their education for my sake. I am not asking people to do that. Most societies, the older generations make sacrifices for children. This generation asks the children to make all the, the biggest sacrifices, and I really do think they are making the biggest sacrifices. You know, because I have to get on my rant with schools, James, because I mean, what they have done to the schools is so wrong. It is so, as I call it on Twitter, morally degenerate. And again, the idea that they get the high moral ground when essentially you have turned around to either your own grandchild or someone else's child and said, really, this is what you're saying. I don't care that you will not go to school. I don't care that you're going to get a proper education. And don't give me all this nonsense about it's online, blah, blah, blah. It's completely not the same. There are kids, there'll be kids out there right now in front of the TV and they'll be knocking into their third hour of TV. They might be the minority and they will never recover from this. They are not going to be able to make it up. They're not going to be able to have catch up lessons, you know, and, 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 and we as a society have just said, you, you five-year-old, you 15-year-old, you've had your exams cancelled. We just, we're going to sacrifice you. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. And as I said, it is morally degenerate. And I've said to my father, I would say, do you know what my dad said? He was like, oh, just put them in, the, in front of the TV for a couple of hours. And I said, no. Yeah. I said, I, I had a big argument. We were actually quite close. I imagine, was, it your, was it your mother who brought you up? Did your mother do, do, do all the discipline and stuff? Yeah, it, well, like it, 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 was, it was fixed. But I, I, and I just said, that's it. That's it right there. You, I said to him, you don't, you don't care. Oh, I do, I'm like, you don't care and i mean yes. I, as i said i'm equal opportunity i will tell my nearest and dearest to their to their face you know it's like oh we have to do it i'm like we don't have to do it we certainly don't have to close the schools but you 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 I, are important that's what you're saying i was amazed go on i, I was amazed when, when they when they when they closed closed the schools again I, I i thought they weren't that insane but here's something i noticed um if you go to the World Economic Forum's mm. website, you'll find that they've teamed up with the company that makes Sesame Street. Okay. And they're pumping out all this very, very dodgy, you know, give me a child until it till it's seven and I'll show you the man kind of stuff. That, yeah. that, that it's all about it's all about uh, how to make the most of this this COVID nineteen, how yeah. to make the most of home learning. And basically I think this is part of a a broader and terrifying trend to educate educate children yeah. via via video yeah. with the same state approved material and here's here's a here's a funny thing rory bremner rory bremner the impressionist tweeted out day before yesterday i think about here's a here's a thought let me float this thought uh wouldn't it be nice if 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 the BBC could take advantage of this this situation by providing 
educational programming for the children stuck at home. What happens the next day, but we get it announced that the BBC is going to be producing this educational programming for the children at home. We get, and I'm thinking Rory Bremner's tweet was not a, was not some sort of random thought that he Mm. decided to cast into the ether. This Mm. was a guy who's on board with the program, just like it's, it's all part of us softening up, making yeah. us making yeah. us compliant and, and, i don't want I mean, the bbc anywhere near my children's education i know and it's just all this screen-based learning it's like you know you can't have human experiences anymore you know um it's what was going to say yeah it's you know you can you can do it like my, my kids will have some some zoom music classes yes i see we'll have some what zoom. my wife's taught me <laughs> We'll have some Zoom music classes, you know, because they have to kind of thing to, to keep them going. But obviously, you know, it's, it's not the same. But they just, yeah, they just want to get people used to the telescreen, right? We'll put you in front of the screen and everything, they think every, every gap can be plugged by a laptop and a Zoom class. And this is it. You get people on the left going, we should close the schools. Usually people who are keep, never stop telling us about how disadvantaged children are, how they must be in school, how they must have their free school moves. Then they're the first to ask for the school to be closed. But of course, the government caused the problem by closing the school. And of course, then they want the government to solve all the problems that, 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 have, been, that have been generated from this. You know, so your free school mm-hmm. meals and your vouchers and your Zoom classes and your BBC. And I just think this is just more and more work for the massive administrative and bureau- bureaucracy. You know, it's like just, just it's just it's the idea that you can sort of, as I said, plug this hole, buy a laptop and like three hours of programming from BBC is is just fantasy land. You know, it's it's complete. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's just more proper. It's more. It's garbage. It's all lies. They're lying to you all the time, and um, I mean, things are are very uh, things are very bad. I mean, go did on. you see though that this, the, the, we we were given a small crap, scrap of of comfort, which I think no. we should we should tell listeners the school in Sheffield. N- yeah, did you I see that? well, did, didn't I, that give you a warm feeling in your heart? No, but did you look at the date? Because I, I think that, that was issued on the 4th of January. So I think it was issued before the full national lockdown. Oh, no. Yes, because if you, oh, I read no. the whole. Yes, yeah, so viewers, viewers, what happened was the school in Sheffield said um, uh, all our children, secondary school said, actually, all of our children are vulnerable. We're opening up. But if you read the article, what they had done is they had gone back and forth with public health and they had specifically said they were only the only reason they were closing is to roll out mass testing um it's not a sort of a public health we're a vector ground therefore uh, all our kids are vulnerable so you can all come in so i would like to see a follow-up on that i i, I think they probably will have closed post national lockdown of course they could say the same thing i mean a really brave headmaster would just say all our kids are vulnerable you can all come in that's that's what it, again. That would be an act of courage, but they won't. Well, over Christmas, um, I don't really notice. They very dangerously showed a film called Spartacus, <laughs> and you've seen Spartacus, I'm sure. Mm. But have you not? No. Okay. I, I know. Spo- plot plot spoiler. Yeah. A guy called Spartacus, <laughs> who is a is a gladiator, yeah. leads this rebellion against oh, Imperial know, Rome, and all the yeah. 
and support him. Yeah, and, and for a time he does really well using his guerrilla tactics to defeat yeah. the Roman army. Um, and uh, Tony Curtis joins him to escape being buggered by Larry Olivier. <laughs> Right. Um, because Larry, Larry Olivier likes snails and oysters, um, yeah. as he explains in a significant scene. Anyway, cut to the end. Um, the the rebels get captured, yeah. and the Romans say, "Which one of you is Spartacus?" Ah, uh, yeah. And yeah. Kirk Douglas, who is Spartacus, is about to put up his hand when somebody else says, "I'm Spartacus." Yeah. No, I'm Spartacus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So is my wife, you know, and so exactly. it goes on. Um, we, I'm afraid to say that none of us wants to be crucified on the Appian no. Way, but it's kind of where we're at. It's, it's the, 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 the gladiatorial rebellion. It's the only way you're going to teach Rome a, a kind of some sort of lesson. Yeah. We have, to, we, have to, we have to engage in, in acts of rebellion, yeah. and which are going to require a degree of self-sacrifice. There's no way around this. The, no, I know, uh, I know but I, I, yeah, you're you're right. This is the problem. It's it's the opposition is so splinters, um, and well, apart from the fact of propaganda and so many true believers, but the opposition is very splintered, and just you know, as you say, there's too much at stake for people to say, right, we're going to, you know, we're going to do this on mass, um, or a school to say, actually, all of our children are vulnerable, so we're going to open. Because then, then the teachers' unions are like, no, we're, we're. I mean, there was there was the head of the teacher union again on GMB saying how all the teachers are terrified, terrified. You're just like, what is wrong with you? Check the numbers, even on their even on their side. Nobody under sixty is going to die of this. How many teachers under sixty are there? And for those that are clinically vulnerable, fine, fine, don't come in. Get a substitute they teacher. Quite, that's that's they're fine. Quite, they're quite fat, though, Laura. Well, a lot of them are quite fat. On, you well, that. No, no, I mean, not all of them. You know, just go do your job. Um, uh, yeah. Look, there, there, there. Is, there's a lot of cowardly behaviour. A lot of people here are. Um, I just can't believe how. Uh, people are going along with this. They're just happy to stay at home. They're happy to have their kids' education trashed. Um, you know, all these, all, again, everybody, most people calling for lockdown uh, have nothing to lose or very little to lose. They don't, they're not losing any income. They're not even yet losing, as I said, the satisfaction of doing the job. And most of them don't have to homeschool. And this is just a massive... Do you know who they are? Well, I can, yeah, I do they know who are, they are. They are the clerisy. Yeah, what Coleridge called the clerisy. Oh, and yes. it's that kind of middle class, middle class of sponges with, with yeah. their non-jobs who are in league with the, with the state. And you're right. Yeah. They are. Now, I'll tell you something interesting, um, which I thought of the other day, which is I went to, I've, I've been to quite a few of the anti-lockdown yeah, rallies. You're better than um, me. Starting with, with, with one of the first ones in, in Hyde Park. And... What I noticed was mm. that the kind of people who were overly represented in, at these, these demos were anti-vaxxers, um, 5G people. Um, they, were, they were a very likable crowd, but, but quite eccentric. And the biggest rally that I went to was the, the, the main speaker was David Icke. Um, and you also had Piers Corbyn. You're not telling and it to me. What's here, interesting? 
what's what's interesting about these people yeah is that these are the kind of people that have been following for years websites like uk column journalists like vanessa Beely, uh, uh, obviously david ike they've been reaching re- reading his stuff as well they, they probably were red pilled or black pilled by things like 911 um or you know the 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 building that mysteriously collapsed when it wasn't hit by a plane and stuff and we've been you and i as as kind of normies or ex-normies have been encouraged by the media to see these people as freaks don't even don't even consider 5g that that it might have you know that story is a lunatic tinfoil hat conspiracy theory don't even consider that the vaccine might be dangerous because because that's just a sort of Robert Kennedy fixation and and and, and uh, anti-vaxxers. These are bad people because they're mm. anti-vax. And it's never really explained to you why th- these labels are necessarily mm. as pejorative as they'd like them to be. They yeah. just it, it's just it, it's just there. And I remember early on Toby saying to me something typically pompous uh, from our side this is why we lose i i think he said something like well i don't want to be associated with these people because of their 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 crazy views they're not good for we need a kind of respectable people mm. protesting against these lot well the respectable people are yeah. all at home wearing their masks or driving their car with their masks and yeah, believing yeah, yeah. what the daily mail and the sun sun tells them it's yeah. the it's the it's the it's the weirdos, the freaks who have been there onto this all along and they know what's going on. And they realize mm. that what what has been dismissed as conspiracy theory is actually the reality of what's going on. Yeah. And I think we need to respect the, the, the you know, I mean, not take everything, you know, trust, but verify. But yeah. at least we, we need to. You know, I, I, I would probably have a similar reaction to Toby if I was really honest. But I do I do think, you know. You look again. What's your starting position? Your starting position should always be skepticism of the government. Should always be skepticism of media. You should never take what they say at face value because they have a ridiculous amount of power. You know, a lot of them have their own agendas. Um, so just don't, just don't accept what. They, and also, I love you know what annoys me about the media is how they, they uh, their their first position is always a given. You know, so it's, as you say, you go into the studio and the fact that you've even walked into the studio and accepted their terms of debate, you know, you have immediately conceded so much ground. You know, and, I mean, language is so important. Um, and you, you particularly, you, you know, you it's have everything. Yeah, language is everything. And it's so manipulated now, you know, in terms of any omission is basically a criminal, a criminal act. And, um, yeah, I mean, look, the, the, you know, they, the, these guys have, have huge amounts of power. I mean, is there any more, anybody more powerful right now than Valence and Whitty? I mean, their words are essentially gods. They have so much power over so many people. And what do we know of them? Has anybody examined? You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not casting yeah. this person. I don't want to be sued. But, I mean, these guys have more power than, like, any of the previous kings have had. Then the flipping, as I said, the Ayatollahs in Iran, and like someone go and do some journalism uh, on them. Well, the, the, Neil that. Ferguson is is a is a physicist and a computer modeler. He's not a he hasn't yeah, got he a, a, a biology background. And yet these right. powers, I mean, 
it, it's incredible that they have, you know, the left go on about the, the power of the media and the corporate power, et cetera, et cetera. Yet Sainsbury's can't make you stay at home. You know, I mean, not even Google can, can take your kid's education away from you, although conveniently they may well benefit from all the schools being closed. But we are supposed to take, these, these guys are as close to godlike as you can. The power they have is, is something we have never seen before in our lifetime. Uh, Boris Johnson is completely useless. He, he will go along with this, you know, for as long as possible. Um, and no one, you know, very few people are willing, all the, all the mainstream media that should be examining them uh, are just going along with it. They're worse. They're, they're handmaids. You know, it's... it's I think... I think there are signs and portents that we're living through through end times. So th this is one of those moments in history where men say openly that God and his saints slept, um, mm -hmm. as they did in the reign of in the during the anarchy um, of you know King Stephen. Um, I, a few years ago, I was planning to write a book, which mm -hmm. was which I which I wish I'd written. Um, it was expressing my puzzlement that institutions that were supposed to be doing one thing and were accepted as doing, is still yeah. publicly accepted as doing the thing they were supposed to do, were actually doing something else. So for example, the army, what's the army's job? The army's job is defense of the realm. Yeah. What was the army actually doing? It was engaging in in kind of woke sort of diversity, signaling to putting out adverts showing that if you're a Muslim and you want to whip out your prayer mat on, on exercise in the, in the Breckens, um, okay. all your, your your comrades are going to kind of keep watch while you do your thing. This this kind of thing. And you think, well, it's nice, but I don't want that to be the, the army's raison d'etre. NASA did something similar when under Obama, um, Obama declared that, that it was no longer going to be about kind of space exploration. It was going to, well, the head of NASA said it was going to be more about sort of race relations. Um, lots of examples. Um, yeah. the, the, the look at the, the raw horticultural society. It's got a new guy in charge who who actually thinks that the main job of the RHS, which remember, this is a quintessentially middle class organization, which w runs things like the schemes that people go and visit gardens and, 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 and so on. You know, interest the nation in horticulture. He thinks its job now should be to get more black people, you know, more diverse people yeah, yeah, on yeah. the yeah. on the panel. Well, maybe they don't want to yeah. do that. Maybe they are not interested in gardening. You know, it, <laughs> I mean, I don't care either way, but I don't think it's a kind of moral duty to get more of them on, on board. Mm. Um, it, it's a free country. And, and in the same way, just, just coming full circle, when your conservative MP no longer A, holds up conservative values or B, looks after the interests of his constituents, yeah. um, which, of course, are these government policies. When you've got libertarian free market think tankers endorsing yeah. the exact opposite of everything that ideologically they should be representing and when they're not actually doing their job they're not actually doing the very research that yeah. they're paid to do yeah you when the bbc which is supposed to be informing instead puts out government propaganda when yeah. you've got the media which should be reporting on the most interesting political story of our lifetime, mm -hmm. the wholesale theft of an election in the US by yeah. by sort of by the Chinese Communist Party, the the Democrats in league with Facebook. Um, you know, that's quite a big story, no? When, yes, yeah, when, yeah. when 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 not even conservative magazines will touch this this story, yeah. then you start thinking, hang on a second, what can I trust? This is 
this world is so wrong that yeah. there needs to be a radical shake-up. Yeah, well, who, I it's mean... It's not going to be fixed easily. Yeah, I mean, who gets to speak is always... Who, who's drawing the parameters of, you know, reasonable and unreasonable speech? Uh, it, it, these are all, you know, their vested interests. Um, you know, it's easy to say, oh, that person's an extremist. Well, who says... Who, say, who, who, who says that person is, is, is an extremist? Oh, you who disagree with her. So the new, do you know the new words, the new, new lingo now is disinformation is the new word for facts I don't agree with or opinions I don't agree with. And in terms of when you were talking about the other, you know, the, the sort of David Icke, whatever, um, what they're doing, I've noticed a little bit of it on Twitter now, they're completely trying to delegitimize people like Toby Young and Julia Hartley Blue. Uh, Brewer or even Alison Pearson, mm. they are considered, and um, the new word, of course, is dangerous. And even so, then, and then remember when Michael, or not Michael, um, Owen Jones then went after the, the cancer doctor, you know, the guy who cures cancer mm. for a living. Carol Sakura. And again, he, he's calling him dangerous. Uh, but they've always done this. You know, it, your opinion is dangerous. You're spreading a disinformation campaign. And as you say, they never. They never say what it is that's wrong you're saying. They just label you. I mean, it, sometimes it's you're a racist, you're homophobic, you're sexist. But now the more, because the, the, the sort of identity politics campaign has been parked a little bit, now it's either you're dis, you, it's a disinformation campaign or yes. you're dangerous. And it's all labeling. They never explain their, their position. Um, uh, although, unfortunately, it's very effective. Because who wants to be dangerous, James? I mean, you know, well, out of interest, have they have they tried this shit on you? No, on, I think I'm Kathy? too small. I think I'm. T I think we're. I don't think we're big enough. So, um, or yeah, or who, who knows? But um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a class. It's a classic. They label you, and then again, nice middle class people don't want to listen to the dangerous people. Oh, really? What what am I saying? is dangerous. Oh, uh, it could yeah. be, well. So okay, so that's the that's the the, the negative mm. on on the, that you that you and Kathy and conservative woman are just so obscure that it doesn't <laughs> matter at all. But I would like to float a more optimistic theory, particularly mm -hmm. I've noticed with Toby particularly, and I and I keep I, you know I keep telling him this. Yeah. I, we've I think I think we've got a very good lesson to learn from Paul Joseph Watson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Joseph Watson didn't care. will not and has not engaged with with the mainstream the media, mainstream with BBC media for, yeah. and, and they've asked him on quite a lot. Oh, and really? he knows that it's he knows that it's a trap and doesn't want to. Well, he's he's got a million or more followers on yeah. on, on Twitter. Mm. Toby, Toby thinks that if only he sounds reasonable and balanced enough and mm. he goes on the BBC, goes in the enemy camp, that somehow the 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 truth will prevail and it's not that's not how it works anymore yeah. it's just a trap and i, well, think, I think that uh, you know i think there's something to be said for it i mean the only way to do it is do it the way you know your man seb gorka does it and you just go in there I was gonna, yeah. and you just completely drop the but you don't even listen to the question you just say what you want to say and you get out of there and you just you delegitimize them you know, you just you just tell them what you think of them and um, and then they'll probably cut you off. And then and then you go, because unfortunately, the mainstream media, you know, this is the problem. They still have a massive reach. So I, I totally get the should you engage, should you not? I mean, the problem with Toby James is, I mean, I might even put you in this bracket now and again is, you know, you're way more establishment than we are. 
you know, Toby writes for the spectator, you write for the spectator. As you say, you know all the people yeah, involved, whereas I know and I don't care. And, and I don't want to know them. I don't care. Um, uh, you know, they're dangerous people. I've no interest in, in, I mean, in engaging with them really well. I mean, you hope you have some influence. I mean, they, they look, they only ever respond to shame and pressure. And at the moment... That and and apologies. They they feed on apologies. They feed on contrition. Oh, yeah. They feed on weakness. Apologize. Yeah. Yeah, but you should never look. I mean, just going back to Toby's grave mistake. Yeah. You don't. I I noticed this this campaign building and 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 this was. You remember my interview with Mike Eden? Yeah. Mike yeah. Eden. Mike Eden pointed out, absolutely correctly, that that. Viral respiratory infections follow a Gompertz curve. It's in, in, in certainly in, in climates like our own, that's that's how it works. So you get a, a massive spike at the beginning and then it comes down and then you might get a kind of a, a, a blip at the end in, in, in the next the next winter that comes along, because that's what that's that's how it goes. But basically, it's become endemic by that point. The 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 dry tinder has been has been affected, yeah. been infected. Those who are going to get it badly have got it. And, it and, and everyone else has got got herd immunity. This is what has actually happened. But mm. I've noticed lots of people in the last few days have been saying, look at this massive second wave we've been yeah. experiencing. Look at this huge winter spike. That means that people like Mike Yeadon, Mike Yeadon is an idiot. Yeah. And people who've repeated what Mike Yeadon says, like Toby, Toby yeah. said, you know, I don't think it's going to be a second second wave. Uh, idiots like Toby have been proved completely wrong. And look, this is what the evidence says. Well, it's not a good response. It's not a good look to go on, go on, on Newsnight and, and admit you were wrong when, in fact, you were not wrong. They yeah. rigged the evidence. They rigged yeah. the data to make it look like to make it accord with with what they want to happen with their their narrative, their version of events. But this is not science. This is not epidemiology. It's 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 mm. completely divorced from facts. It's the narrative. It's like it's like um, Marxist um, dialectic. It's 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 designed to sort of uh, yeah. subvert truth and, and create a sort of parallel reality. Yeah, That's yeah. what it is. People on our side should not be playing this game ever. Yeah, no, I look, I mean, but you know what I would do? I, I wouldn't even be, I would just go on and talk about the damage, the, the damage lockdowns are doing. I mean, I would just flip it completely. I wouldn't even, don't get I haven't been invited on, Laura. Yeah, well, I know. I've noticed that probably because I'd be better than Toby. But, um, you know, don't, you, once you start saying, oh, well, you know, maybe it's this numbers and maybe that. No, as I've always said, no, these lockdowns are evil. Stop it. And anyway, we can't trust any of your numbers. You know, let's yes. look at the death figures five years from now. Not five days from now, five years from now. And if the hospitals are getting overwhelmed, then open all your stupid Nightingale hospitals. I mean, there's millions of things you could do other than this crazy neo-communist experiment. I mean, this is, this is cuckoo land you're talking about. I mean, you're right, though. Why even bother going on? I mean, you, you might as well be going and arguing with Stalin at one of your state Stalin trials. But I, I, didn't, I didn't do it. I'm so, you know, I'm so sorry. I just thought, you know, what can you say? You know, my kids are walking around and they listen to no media. And all there is like, oh, two meters and, and lockdown and this. And I'm like, this is their vocabulary now. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is, you know, they're happy overall. But I cannot even imagine what some other people are thinking. I mean, any parent out there who's GMB on their, on their screens, you, you need to turn it off. It is a, it is a terrifying, it is a, it's terrorism. It's, it's psychological warfare they are launching on you and your family turn it off now um well, well, yeah 
the, do you want to you want to um, see evidence of my good parenting? Um, on <laughs> yeah. the night that Boris announced the lockdown, yeah. my kids said to me, um, "Let's go and see what the stupid twat's got to say, yeah. shall we?" Oh, um, no. That's that's if only if only children across the land. Um, <laughs> it, it's a but I mean, this shared that healthy skepticism. You know how profoundly ignorant these 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 kids are going to grow up now. You know, there's people doing degrees now, say engineering degrees, who aren't in university. I mean, okay, they're getting their lessons online, maybe, and they'll do, do a bit of reading. Like, I don't want to be walking over the bridges that the next generation of engineers are going to build. Like, sorry, but, you know, you've missed so much schooling. You know, it, it, we're, 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 just, we're just the knowledge gap. I mean, as I said, there, we're ignorant enough as it is. I mean, we're... Oh, my God, do you know what it's going to be like? It's uh, going to be like um, the Dark Ages, yeah, when people but, are going to be walking over the ruins of these of these buildings with their hypercourse and their and their yeah. their baths and and yeah. their all these civilized things that they've forgotten how to. I mean, look how but long yeah. it, t- it took to rebuild the um, what's that that fantastic dome in in Rome that we that we love the uh, no 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 before that the the Roman oh. thing that's um anyway I well actually gone, you know what, but, the Dark Ages I I I've I've a bone to pick with you there I don't think the Dark Ages were dark dark Notre Dame was built in the Dark Ages the Dark Age Dark Ages I am told is a myth generated by those anti-religious Enlightenment nutbags and a lot of the Protestants to basically uh, demonize and delegitimize a lot of the, the the Catholic rule at that time but if you go through what they actually built in the who's done Rodney Stark has done a lot of work on this well I might reread some of his books that oh you know this idea that people thought the world was flat then this is all garbage nonsense they knew it wasn't flat but anyway um yeah i mean now people believe the world is flat now we're yes yeah they think that they can control the government can control a virus i mean i just this is just this is a, a failure in both faith and 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 even basic logic but um, um i wanted to i wanted to end on a on a, on a happy note but but yeah. I just wanted to mention something. The, the thing that made my blood run cold this week. I don't know whether you saw it. Yes. The Sun. Ugh. The Sun ran a, a piece on the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. But it exposed. And you know what? I assume. No. No. Not at all. It was written in an approbatory way. Ugh. It was. So it introduced to Sun readers the, the idea that this this would be this this might be the economic model that yeah. could help end end this the world's economic problems yeah, uh, it, yeah. it was absolutely extraordinary you're yeah. thinking again if you'd asked me 20 years ago mm. if if shit got real if 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 you know the, the country was in dire straits who would be fighting for traditional roast beef english values who would be recapturing the spirit of cressy and agincourt and the blitz yeah. And number one, I would have thought, would be our robust tabloid press, particularly yeah. the Sun. You know, the the sort of you think of the Kelvin McKenzie era Sun. Yeah. But no, it's now it's now this this branch of of the of the global yeah. deep state. I mean, they're all they're and all it's really fr- they're all bought and paid for. Oh yeah, no, the Sunday Times ran something very similar. The you know what the future will be, and of course they ran the we'll all be eating roast crickets line you, yes. you know this one you know how they push the how we need to eat less meat and insects are delicious and did you know it was only in the west where we eat meat because insects are really really uh you know popular in the third world exactly 
But if they had a choice, they would eat the roast beef. But you just want to yeah. basically make us live like we're in third world conditions. You, you fascist. Yeah, no, I know I, that 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 must, they probably ran that at the same time. Murdoch probably ran that those two pieces in the sun of the Sunday Times at the same time. No, they're completely prepping people. They're completely prepping people for a lowered standard of living, for constantly everything being online, on screen. You're just a little pleb that can be manipulated. Um, there'll be no culture. It's gonna take it's gonna take a year at least to bring back the culture on best best case scenario. Um, it's bad. It's bad. So, but but. At least we've got our Olympian contempt for our for our, our sellout oh. our sellout former comrades. Yeah, I mean, no, that's, and that's quite true. Well. That's quite a nice thing to have. That kind of keeps me warm at night. The, yeah, the, pe- the, pe- people we're, who we're, know, yeah, people who should know better. I always say are worse than the true believers. Right? They are yeah. worse than the people who who believe this nonsense from the from the first because it's just self serving. They're only ever doing it for self serving reasons. So um yeah yeah it's fine but but it's it's not just our, our contempt for for the, the the traitors and the sellouts that keeps mm-hmm. us warm it's ultimately the camaraderie of <laughs> of our, our of our friends because it's hard won what we do is hard won mm-hmm. we, we 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 take personal risks we 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 suffer career damage not that i've really got a career anymore um we we tell it like it is and we and, yeah. you know we take physical risks every time we go and not wear a mask or whatever and i think that's great that we're we found each other i mean yeah. i, I that really does yeah. it, it, it i don't feel unhappy at all okay I don't well, feel that's, yeah that's good i you? mean I'm, I'm pretty down about the state of things but yeah you do try and keep your spirits up yes that's that's true that's true. A lot of people pushing this lockdown are probably also miserable and they want everybody else to be miserable. I think that's a, that's a big issue as well. Um, but I have to, I have to, then, I just want to ask you, I know you, I know you're going to scout. Have you or your wife been watching Bridgerton on Netflix? Um, I watched the first episode. I know you're going to And I thought it, it was not my favorite. It was, it was shite. I mean, complete shite. Oh, but, but daughter, daughter absolutely loves it. Yeah, I love brilliant. it. Yeah, I mean, look, it is it is escapist, but I really, you know, it's a good story. It's a simple yarn in a way, and I know people might think, oh, it's a bit PC. It, it really isn't. I actually think it's quite a, a, a conservative. Bit PC. What? No, I mean, no. Well, look, I know what you're going to say, and then I'll criticize you better. Come on. Oh God, are you going? Uh, no, I don't want to be criticized by you. Lou. It's so boring. <laughs> I, you, no, you're you're I'm actually. Do you know what? Change your mind on us. You are the only, the only girl I've had on my podcast that yes. doesn't give me that, give me a hard time. Oh. Which, which I think is, it reflects well on you, can I say. It oh, reflects right. okay. well on you. You don't feel the time, feel, feel the urge to tip me off all the time. It's so boring being told off. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, I, now, I have I a daughter. You know, you, I think you should watch Bridgerton to the end. And um, I know they're saying, oh, well, they use black actors and there wouldn't be black actors back in Georgian times. Yeah, but... You know, my view is, look, if you want to write a period drama and you don't want to exclude half your working, your workforce, all the black actors, then just think of something quirky that includes them in the main parts. And that's all she's done. You're a communist. No, you don't look at it. You are a bloody communist. You don't go, ooh, ooh, that's a black actor. It's a very good, it's a very good, simple yarn. I take back everything I said. All all the fondness I felt felt with you, all the kinship is now gone. It's Just, good. You are dead it. to me, Laura Perrin. 
No, it's good. It's good. Well, your daughter, your daughter is a conservative and she really liked it. It's really beautiful to watch. You know how I like to watch the beautiful things. So the language. Oh, is I hate that as well. The costumes are beautiful. No, like no, it. they're not. They're just absolutely vomit inducing. Well, they're a bit You're just like gaudy, but kind of, yeah, gaudy. Yeah, and the two it's... two leads, uh, both both male and female. I mean, they are they are beautiful to watch. I, she is a vision. I mean, really, you could spend she's, an hour. She's with her. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say <laughs> the sort of thing you'd expect a chap to say, but yeah, yeah, she definitely is. She fulfills those criteria, all right. And, and I can see that the other chaps are, you know, the chap is a, is a handsome fellow. Yeah, um, yeah. Bollocks. Anyway, yeah, I know. Um, you need so, it, so thing is, Laura. We're, what we've what we've what we've what we've done is we've covered off the the UK angle, yeah. Without drifting across the Atlantic, no, I um, which I think is good. So we can our next our next podcast. I imagine we will probably know who's well whether tyranny and and corruption and cheating has won the, mm. the US election or whether truth and honest and, and god have, have have prevailed yeah um <laughs> it's 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 uh, a fight it's uh, yeah I, I, it's one of those things that's so scary i can't even it's like waiting for your you oxford results you know yeah yeah yeah, with, yeah it's like that I, I i don't think i've ever i've been quite so nervous since the late 80s the early 80s um yeah well there it is Anyway, um, yes, have... I'm going to get some lunch now. Um, Do you want to get we... some lunch? Yes, and we will uh, keep the comments coming in, people, and we will uh, we will gather again soon. Bye bye, and don't forget to support me and Laura on Patreon and Subscribe Star and stuff because yeah, we need your support. Thank you. Okay, bye. Okay. bye. bye.